Hello listeners and welcome to Talk to Touch, the weekly podcast where I discuss living an LGBTQ plus life to build a strong and united community because connection starts with open conversation. I am your host, Denver Shai. Good morning listeners or should I say good afternoon. It's just gone past lunchtime and I'm going to record my podcast standing up because I got up early and if I sit down any longer today, I'm just going to fall asleep. I usually get up at about about seven. I usually wake up before six, but I usually get up about seven. But because I've got so much to do and I do like early mornings, I decided I would get up at six. But today, I just, I don't know what happened, but I... I could have sworn I heard the alarm going off. So I got up, came into my art room to turn it off. And in fact, I had about another 15 minutes to go. So what was that about? I could have gone back to bed, but I didn't. There was no point because I'd just lay there knowing that the alarm was going to go off soon. So that would really have not been very beneficial. And I don't do power naps. I know they're really good for you, but power naps and me don't get on. If I have a power nap, I am, oh my gosh, it is game over. I feel drained, exhausted. Oh yeah, it just takes me ages. So it's better for me to just go to bed early. But also I just find getting up early is nice. I don't like the getting out of bed bit. But early mornings are great because it means you get so much more done. So welcome to this episode. What is the worst that could happen if... Now, the reason I wanted to do this series is to get us to think about the impact we are having within the queer community and how we can be better and more united and how we can listen to others more and touch each other's lives. And the benefit of this is it not only impacts us, but the communities at large, the straight community too. So today, this episode is what is the worst that would happen if you learn to understand someone else's life from their point of view. I don't know about you, but I sometimes think I know what other people's lives are like. And we, you know what, it's just just the thing, isn't it, that we do. We think we know what life is like for other people. And actually we don't, not really, not without speaking to them, spending time with them and really engaging and listening to what they're saying. You know, we're dealing with our biases, our experiences, our personality and our values. All of those come into the mix when it comes to meeting new people, speaking to them and really trying to understand them. And we really do need to shed those, just put them to one side, shelve them and be open to listening. So, for example... Some men will find it quite difficult to understand why women feel unsafe. The Office of National Statistics had a survey that they conducted between the 7th to the 27th of June 2021. And feeling unsafe and walking alone in the open after dark in the UK, 81.3% of women said they felt unsafe compared to 38.8% of men. I must admit that did surprise me still for so many men, you know, nearly 40% of men said they felt unsafe walking in an open space after dark. I certainly did expect it to be, I would have expected that to be less. But you know, that's still quite a chasm. 81% of women feel unsafe after dark. Trying to explain to a, a man why 
you feel unsafe. You know, they, they might brush that off. They might think, you know, you're so that's a bit of paranoia. You're more likely to get hit by a bus, etc. Not helpful. That attitude and approach and response is definitely not helpful because that just shows you have no idea what it feels like to feel unsafe. I remember going to a conference at the NEC in Birmingham. There was a point where the speaker said, he asked the audience, put your hands up, ladies, who have ever felt unsafe in, who felt unsafe in the last 24 hours. And three quarters of the room put their hands up. Three quarters of the room. And the guys were looking around and he actually said to them, look around, this is how often women are feeling unsafe. And then when he asked the guys, maybe one or two put their hands up. But it just shows trying to understand trying to get a man to understand why you will feel unsafe, that general sense of unease. I'm not a fan of walking down the street with my headphones on. I just don't, it's just not something I feel safe doing. And there are lots of people I know who feel the same. And I sure as hell wouldn't do that at night. And it's getting people to understand where you're coming from. But the aim here really is for us to understand others. And often the reason we don't succeed in understanding other people's point of view is because we're not really listening. Often we're just waiting for a gap so we can give our responses. And if there isn't a gap, we will make one and make sure we can get that that opinion and that point in so we can be heard. Sometimes we're just not willing to understand. We have our biases and our ideas and we'd say, well, actually, no, it's like this. And we dig our heels in. Sometimes we don't even want to understand what is being said and just shut down. Instantly, arms folded, you know, the the body weight is on one leg and there's that look that someone's giving you. And you know they, not only do they not agree, they just do not want to understand. And, you know, you you seek to be understood about what you think someone else's life is like. I have done that. I want them to understand what I think about their life without me really listening to what they're telling me. And the result is one add one is zero because they're not being heard and we're not listening. And I think one of the things that is important about building relationship and a stronger community is learning to understand and listening to the other person. People in our community that we do not know people we've not ever had in our social circle and I do mention that a lot because it's something I that I'm consciously working on who is not in my social circle who do I not spend time with who do I not talk to who do I not know anything about and if I don't know anybody who is um, of that on that spectrum how can I learn about them well that's from videos to books to podcasts. There's so many ways of understanding other people. So how can we understand? Because when you start talking to people, often, especially when they have an anxiety or a concern about something, the thing you are hearing is you'll hear their fears. You'll hear self-recrimination. And they're locked into this role of 
there's no way out. They can't see a way out. And you, we all know the saying, you can't see the wood for the trees. But sometimes we're so locked in and we've been there. So, you know, think about a time where you have explained the situation to somebody. You've tried to talk to them and you're you're using words like, I don't know. And I'm I'm worried about and I feel scared that or I'm concerned about and we've all used those sentences we've all used those phrases those terms where we are expressing our anxieties our worries our fears and building a personal connection with people so that they feel heard is about being able to see the world through their eyes and their perspective it's not about well I would do x y and z That's not helpful. We're not seeing, we're not trying to see from their perspective and to understand their experience. We're just trying to give a solution and people may not always want that. They just perhaps need to get things off their chest and may not necessarily want you to give answers. So I would do this and I would do that isn't listening and it isn't helpful because you're, you've brought it back to you. I would do this. It's about really listening and asking the right questions when they feel stuck. You know, how does that make you feel? Where have you sought help for this? Who have you spoken to? You know, trying to, trying to ask open questions and not about I would do this or I would deal with it this way or I had a friend who had this situation and this is what they did when we say that we're not hearing the individual from where they are standing because even though two people may have a very similar experience their point of view and experience of that is still different because each person is different. How they experience life is different. Their experiences when they were younger, their biases, the same as us all, biases, perspective, lifestyle, etc. It makes a huge difference. So when you look at the challenges they face, what they want you to understand, what we all want people to understand is that they get it. They understand where we are. When it comes to understanding people, they want you to know that you get it. You understand the challenges they face. You have heard them. So for example, Homo Sapiens podcast with Chris Sweeney and Alex Cummins. There's an episode 133. It's a really good podcast. It's absolutely worth listening to. It is funny. The interviews are great. Very inspiring. I would definitely recommend it. Now, episode 133 is a two-part intimate interview with a gentleman called Carson Tula. Now, he explains how he had a spinal injury and the result left him paralysed from the chest down. But he talks about how he continues to experience sexual pleasure and arousal after this injury. And, you know, he's worked on that. That's something that's a part of his life that he has definitely worked on because you would assume that actually that's game over. His sex life is over, but it didn't have to be. And when you listen to the two episodes, he explains so much. Carson explains in great detail of how his body works sexually, what arouses him, what interests him, what uh, the ways that his body is touched, how it works for him. And that actually 
because someone's paralyzed, their body doesn't mean their body doesn't work. It still works. He's still able to have sexual enjoyment. But by listening to him and talking to him and the cheeky Alex Cummins questions, so funny. He is just, my God, I tell you what, I have laughed out loud listening to Alex Cummins. He is hilarious. But when you listen to the interview, they are engaged with him, not only because the topic is interesting, but you are hearing Carson's experience of being disabled and how that impacts his life, how that impacted his sex life. And you get to hear it from his point of view. You hear his challenges, the challenges he faced and how he deals with it. And so you're able to engage with that and truly listen and learn, because that's the great thing. When you understand someone else's perspective, their point of view, then you learn because you may see somebody who is paralysed as he is and automatically assume, well, they don't have sex. It's an assumption we make because we're looking at their life from our point of view, from our perspective, what we think may well be the case when in actual fact we are completely wrong so when you listen to Carson's story you soon learn oh my god the guy's having better sex than I am it is amazing it is really really good it's fabulous so gaining understanding aiming to understand someone else's experiences so for me I I used to go to church I don't go to church anymore I don't have a religious faith, I have a spiritual practice, which works far better for me. But there was a point where I was going to a particular church and there was a trip to Albania. We were going to be doing this outreach in a quite a poor village and I had fears and I had some concerns and I really wanted to be able to express them to somebody. My heart is racing I'm beginning to sweat. I can feel a sense of panic. What is it going to be like for me to travel to Albania? So I went to the pastor of the church, of our church, and I I spoke to him. And I found it very difficult, actually, to broach this subject. But I, I needed to because I needed to be heard. I needed someone to understand and consider something that I know they would not have thought of. So the scene is I'm the only black person in this church. There's only one other brown person there, but I'm the only black person in this church and I'm going to Albania. I've never been, don't know anything. I didn't know anything about Albania. And I went to the pastor of the church and I spoke to him and I said, "Um, I just wanted to speak to you about something. I I am concerned. I'm I'm just a bit worried about going, when we go to Albania, um, how they are going to respond to how they respond to and that's how I started this conversation because I was nervous I didn't know how to broach it but I then said how they respond to black people you know I just need to know I'm going to be safe he screwed up his face I can still see it now and this is like perhaps 20 years later screwed up his face and his words were oh stop being silly and he walked off okay I can see that you haven't even seen me, let alone heard me. Because he did not understand. 
He did not acknowledge. In fact, no, he didn't understand. He didn't try to understand. He did not acknowledge my fears, my concerns, my worries. So when we got to Albania, yes, I was still scared. I was nervous. I was worried. And when we got to the village, it turned out they had never seen a black person before. Now, this is, I'm going to say this is mid-90s. I can't even remember the year, but the 90s. People came out of their corrugated homes and that's the the level of standard of living they had where we had gone. They came out of their corrugated homes to stare at me. I was the only black person in that group. Everybody else was white. They'd seen white people before because they were white, but they had never seen anyone like me. And I was nervous. The others thought it was quite funny. They didn't understand my fears, my concerns, my worries. When we got to the village itself, the centre of the village, I was surrounded, and I mean surrounded, by children and adults who wanted to touch my skin. They had never seen a black person before, not real anyway. And they touched my hair, they touched my skin. I considered myself lucky. None of my fears came to light. But what disturbed me most was the fact that the pastor of my church was not willing to even hear me, let alone understand. So when you're hearing somebody talk, when you're listening to somebody talking, you're going to hear often it's their fears, their hopes, but they need you to understand. Even if you can't understand fully, and that's fine, that is fine, but being heard makes all the difference. So aim to understand. The thing is as well, don't you know, don't offer them a blindfold. Don't close their mind to positive solutions and possibilities by saying, oh my God, yeah, that is so terrible. Yeah, I know someone who that happened to and it was just so awful and I felt so bad for them and blah, blah, blah. Because, you you know, they're already thinking, oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm already having a shit time. You're not helping. Offer ideas of positive ways they can face the challenge. Or even if you have no ideas listen and acknowledge what they're saying they may not be looking for answers just a sounding board the thing is as well you can always repeat back what you think you've heard because this helps the other person know that they've been heard rather than waiting for a gap to put your opinion in repeat back what you think you've heard what I think I've heard you say is this am I right When I wanted to make a point of connecting with people who were transgender, one of the first things I set my mind to was listening and understanding them, understanding what life is like for them. Although their experiences are similar in many ways to black women. Some people may disagree with that, but we'll leave that point there. Even though their experiences are similar, I still wanted to understand. I didn't want to make assumptions. I wanted to understand. And so I would ask questions and I would ask questions respectfully. I would be mindful of what I'm asking, especially as it was a group of people I had never met before and they didn't know me and I was not transgender. So I didn't want to upset or offend or pry I wanted to learn I wanted to 
see life from their point of view. I would say it's probably been one of the greatest learning points, growing points of my life over the past few months. It's It really has been one of the best things I could have ever done. And what I sometimes do is repeat back what they have said or say, have I heard you right? Is Is it this? Or I might say, you know, excuse me if I've got this wrong, but is this the case? And they'll either, they'll correct me or they'll agree or we can just have a really great discussion. But the point is I'm listening and that is the aim. So I would say aim to understand who the person is that you're talking to, especially within the queer community. Aim to understand their circumstances and their situation. You know, there is that hierarchy. So I understand that white gay men are at the top and I would encourage them to aim to understand the lives of those who are transgender, the lives of black queer women, the lives of those who are asexual, just as they want to be understood. Be a positive solution finder, be a guide, be somebody who is uplifting, not so, oh my God, I'm so glad they've gone. Jeez, I've just tried to have this conversation with this individual and they just didn't listen. They just spouted these ideas and these stereotypical phrases and comments. They're not listening to what I had to say. Be a positive solution finder. If you don't have any ideas or solutions, then just listen and just acknowledge Because we all want people to acknowledge where we are, where we're coming from, our point of view. The pastor of that church didn't see me or acknowledge my fears and my concerns. Fortunately, it worked out okay for me. Listening makes all the difference in the world and aiming to understand. Because the benefits of understanding someone else's point of view is it teaches you to show empathy We need more empathy in our community to understand each other, to appreciate someone else's point of view, someone else's life and their difficulties. Even if they look like they're having a ball, you just do not know what's going on behind closed doors when the lights are off and it's three in the morning. Those fears in the dark always come up. So we never really know. But though that's a benefit, you learn to show empathy. Another benefit of understanding, learning to understand someone else's point of view is knowing that you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to agree with everything that's being said. Just learn to disagree respectfully. And it can also enhance your communication skills. So, for example, your body language. Have an open posture, smile, have a relaxed stance. Your foot planted, your feet planted on the ground and arms folded, eyes fixed. That's not really too positive. Have an open body posture. Make eye contact. Remember to blink though, because if you keep staring without blinking, now you're just starting to look like a serial killer. It starts to get a bit freaky. So do remember to blink. Above all, be respectful. Don't shout or shame or tell somebody they're wrong. This is their experience. This is their point of view. You are not in their shoes. We are not in their shoes. The people who are transgender that I've met, I cannot tell them what their experiences are. Even though some of their experiences are very similar to mine, 
I cannot tell them that they are wrong, that their experiences are wrong and that they've got it incorrect. How the hell would I know? I'm not in their shoes. I need to learn to understand. And for me, one of the ways that I feel works for me to learn to grow and to be a better human and to be a better contributor to our community is to listen and strive to listen, aim to listen and to be there and to be open to hearing about the experiences of others. And also to come without preconceived ideas to, it can be difficult when you hear something and those judgments that you've grown up with rear up. Yesterday I watched a documentary on YouTube called Gay and Under Attack with Reggie Yates. It was an extreme documentary, you know, real stories. There was a young black woman who had a Jamaican father and she's a lesbian and they're in this club and they are partying, they're having a great time and she talked about when she saw gay men together she thought it she thought it was wrong she felt it was wrong and yet she herself was part of the community but what she was dealing with and she acknowledged it was something she needed to deal with which was her own biases it was what she had grown up with she had grown up within a community that taught her it was wrong she struggled with it she acknowledged it was something she struggled with and it is difficult when you're dealing with those biases that you were taught from when you were a child it can be really difficult to overcome them but the first step is acknowledging them so when you're speaking to people regardless of your biases your preconceived ideas work on shelving them so that we can hear each other clearly we can hear each other better I will put a link to that documentary um, in the show notes it was very interesting actually really interesting so Within our community, let's learn to understand someone else's life from their point of view. Let's learn to build a community that is inclusive, that is understanding and that has compassion and above all, empathy. Thank you for joining me here on Talk to Touch. If you enjoyed this episode, do rate and review. It will certainly help me in Apple Podcasts. I used to do Periscope years ago. Um, That's a live video on Twitter. I'm not a Twitter fan, so why I did that, goodness knows. I'm really enjoying learning as I research each episode. Whatever I'm going to talk about, I do do my research. And my aim when I do that is to see if there's any point of view or perspectives that I've not thought about because there's always another angle to a story or an idea that may not have occurred to me. My aim is to to contribute to our community, to make it better. I am looking forward to the interviews that I've got coming up. I'm in the process of sorting out the equipment, actually, because I thought what I had would do the job. And you soon find out it does not quite work. So it's good fun. And it's great during the learning process. It's always worth when it comes to learning something new to persevere and to keep going. And whatever you're doing, whatever it might be, when you reach a point, you think, I can't do this. This isn't happening. Take a beat, take a breath and step back, eat cake if you need to or go for a walk and then come back to it with fresh eyes and fresh ideas. Thank you for joining me here on Talk to Touch. Whatever you're doing for the rest of your day, have a great day. 
and I will see you. Oh my gosh, why do I always say that? It's a habit, isn't it? When you talk to people, you say, I'll see you later. Yeah, I'll catch you later. See you later. It's just a thing. And it's so instinctive. I've got to remember to say, I look forward to having you join me on the next episode of Talk to Touch. Talk to Touch.